Damn, damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 89 of the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Russell Westbench, a.k.a. Russell Bench Brook. And I'm here with the guys. Y'all got any a.k.a.s for yourself today? A.k.a. Uh, Cowboys Packers in the air. <laughs> Thank him, boy. Got a, I got a complaint for a couple of Karens because I opened the window. That bitch was still reeking outside. Oh, Cliff, I'm gonna let you follow up on that. Yeah, what's up, Cliff? Hey, Cliff, aka, <laughs> we still four and two. Aka, I don't know what's going on over there in Baltimore, but hey, we already know. Hey, we have our quarterback. Aka, let's see who makes. Let's see who makes the playoffs. It ain't looking too great over there. What you mean? Look at the division standards. I bet you it's looking cheesy over here. Hey, Uh, aka To, aka Mac and Cheese, aka Zappy Hours over. Zap Fever's over. Aka no coordinator needed. We working that all season. (laughs) I'll swap with you. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, we good. Matt Patricia doing a hell of a job, but listen. A lot of spice in these AKAs. Damn. (laughs) Sam, AKA Yankees Road to 28. We're still in this. AKA hopefully smoking that Astros pack tonight. The game is going on right now. So if you see me in despair or happy, that's why. Hey, you know what's crazy? How many people say smoking that pack now? Like, just like. Like, I waited one day to hear a teacher say that. Like, yeah. Oh, that'd be wild. I ain't gonna hold you. That was Yo. smoking that test pack after the exam. Y'all, <laughs> y'all really got done up like that? <laughs> oh, I took the 86 question midterm. I don't know how I got done up. Oh, well, I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. Tweeting. <laughs> all right. We got a lot for y'all today. We are going to get into all the breaking news around the NFL, give you our players of the week for week six as well as get into the run pass option and the no huddle. Last but not least, we are going to be giving a big, big, big ballers bouquet to Dare Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. The fly route pod. Okay. I'm going to start. What's up? Okay, I said that's a lucky man, Dare Waller. Oh, okay. Facts. We go start with the news. There's a lot, a lot going on around the NFL and NBA. We will start with the NFL. Sam Darnold has been designated to return from IR, which means PJ Walker's run will be coming to an end, but he still will start this week. In other Panthers news, Robbie Anderson was traded to Arizona for a sixth and seventh round pick. <laughs> Keese is hot because the Ravens signed Deshaun Jackson. Instead, who is 35 years old, uh, instead of giving up that sixth and the seventh with offsetted years. So this comes after Hollywood Brown had a foot injury in this past week, was originally thought to be season ending. But right now they're calling it indefinite with him missing at least a month. In other Cardinals news, D-Hop's suspension is over. He is expected to play this Thursday. What are y'all's expectations for D-Hop? Coming back this week. Oh, I think he's going to go off. His Instagram okay. story 
he's posting yeah. every day. He looks he looks ready. Hey, he getting oh, he getting definitely ready. He getting six receptions plus ease with ease, bro. Hey, listen, that man finna have Cooper Cup numbers. Who they? Who, who, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who that man? Listen, they didn't even score a touchdown against the Seahawks last so, week. Very interesting. They played the Saints. And the Saints have ruled out Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Marshawn Lattimore for that matchup. Oh, he's hmm. he picking out 15 receptions <laughs> on, on 20 targets. <laughs> you don't have probably like 14 targets, and I bet you Robbie hit him over the top twice with ease, bro. That nigga Robbie Anderson's fast. Like it just and, depends on how much you get on the field, though, because we don't know how much the offense yeah. you know by then. But they might get some signals to be like, hey, let's yeah, they might give them simple signals in to like huddle. Coach. Yeah, they probably just tell them in the huddle too. You line up here and run this route. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's, it's simpler there. They could do that. Also, he's been in that system for years now. Yeah, because new three Nuke is the one that runs all like the the not in a way like decoy routes, routes, and then so does Zach Hurts. So everything else on the outside is mm-hmm. typically like a go route, a deep post, you know what I mean? Something where it's just they get behind the defense. So he should – he's boy, that's going to be scary. So we expect Nuke to fix the Cardinals' failings on offense so far? No, I didn't no. say that. I'm saying he's definitely going to fix it. The way he opens up okay. their offense. But they're de- it's not going to help they fucking – sorry, defensive. I mean, they just going mean, to be able to – they're going to be able to get into shootouts. That's all it fixes. Like, hey. They also got to be able to run the ball, like – we thought, you know, Benjamin yeah. was someone who's going to have a big fantasy week last week. He got the most carries he's ever gotten, but he ended up with 35 yards, which was maybe his season high by like a yard or so. So mm-hmm. James Conner's still not healthy either. So they got to figure that out. Okay. Okay. Facts. I like that. Jason Kelsey had a debate with Travis Kelsey on their podcast recently about the hardest position in the NFL. Travis said it was QB. But Jason says it's obviously corner because it's so hard that white people are not even allowed to play it. <laughs> hey, no cap. How many white corners is it, though? Uh, there have been none for like five to seven years until last season where the commanders got one, but he did not last through the season. Epke turned into a safety for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. But you got most of those. See, there's there's more safeties that are white, like for sure, than than there are corners. And and yeah. they, if anything, they'll play like a nickel type corner if you're gonna say they're a corner. But they'll they won't be on the outside. Yeah, I'm definitely going with corner being the hardest position. It's so much pressure out there. Like, oh my god! You know how hard it is to backpedal while niggas running straight and read and react. Yo, come on. Look, oh. that was Jason's argument. He's like, you literally just have to read and react and have no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> and now they can't even cut block, so you got them 300-pound linemen running full speed at you. you, you what you going to do? And they, have, they can have you missing off one move, bro. Like, I don't see in the best corners that, you know, they might get hit with a double move, maybe an in and an out, bro, and them niggas are like, whoa, whoa. Hey, just There's think so about this. Though. Just think about this. Derrick Henry against a corner in the open field. <laughs> Cutting that check. <laughs> hey, listen. Just... <laughs> hey, so, imagine, imagine a corner with fucking Randy Moss throwing his hand up after ten yards. Yeah, just imagine yeah, trying to guard, you know, Justin <laughs> Jefferson all game. Yeah. Jamar Chase and you know the Cooper Cup. On the, on the on the flip side, quarterback 
you do have to literally be able to see and know everything. Like, in, like you, you do literally have to know the whole At corner, you do not have your man to man coverage or you got your zone. But it, the thing you was, got a man, that's, that's, if you're saying like, as far as what they have to do, even, you know, pre-snap everything, you know, everything. I think, I think that quarterback is way more of a complex position to play. I think people try to make quarterbacks so complex. It's like complex, is, but it's I think corner is the hardest position. But the nigga is getting help. Let's be honest. This nigga's like, all right, my line's supposed to protect me. If they protect me, that's fair. Like, if they protect you, you yeah. can't do nothing if they don't protect you, but that's not your fault. They're not fucking protecting you. And then, all right, bet I'm going to hit my favorite targets, as you see with Matthew Stafford, who throws the ball to no one else but Cup. Or I'm going to, you know, hit everybody I should. I don't think it's. I think people just overhype it because it's like an extension of the co- of the coach. You know what I mean? Like, granted, yeah, a good quarterback is rare. Though I'm not saying like you know like you always have a good quarterback. I'm just saying I feel like people to put too much of an emphasis on it. If that makes no, sense. I, no, I think I think I think it's just a quarterback. It does does like is like the leader of the team essentially, and they do you know handling audibles checks. You know they got to get them out of a bad play if they're in a good play. A, a, a other quarterback not going, they don't yeah. see that. That's a that's a negative play. Those those things. I, is, I think that. I think you should see in the whole field, but corner for sure. When you say go guard D Hop, go guard uh, Mike Evans, go go guard Je- Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you're a man all day. Like you're hey. gonna get beat. Like it's <laughs> you're gonna get beat a few times. It's gonna happen. Hey. I know Cooper Rush and. Uh, What's his face? Oh boy, Trent Dilfer is not running no fucking matchups going to the line of scrimmage telling people what to do. And I know it's the defense. Do y'all think that <laughs> it might be fair to say corner is the hardest position physically, but quarterback is the hardest position mentally? Uh, we're being disrespectful to the lineman at that point. I ain't gonna hold you. That's a lot of shit moving down there on that line, bro. I, I mean, I just think, think it's more than what the quarterback gotta do. I think no, so. I'm saying you said physically. You yeah, position-wise, I would say corner is the hardest. Physically, lineman definitely. And then <laughs> mentally, quarterback. Yeah, mentally, quarterback. That shit in the trenches looks ugly. <laughs> oh, I can't do that. They bang heads 24-7 every play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know smoke with them. They got it. All right. Okay, so Rams replacement left tackle for Whitworth. Most likely out for the season with an Achilles injury, so the Rams' offensive line will get even worse. Carson Wentz fractured a finger on his throwing hand, had to have surgery, will miss multiple weeks. Taylor Heineke gets the start in his place. That might be good for him. Yeah, I was going to ask. You think Taylor (laughs) Heineke can bring back the oomph to the commander's offense? They play good around them, so, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Hey, Terry Terry was a thousand-yard receiver with him. Gary Terry for the ball. But if he ain't that, really been doing that much with, with, with Carson so far. Hey, Carson if trash. That, if that shit go bad, though, you need to tell the commanders, I got two firsts and a third for him for Terry, bro. Two firsts? Hell yeah, yeah two firsts. You see the receivers I got? Y'all, like, not hey, even, hey, hey, look, y'all, y'all not even willing oh. to give up a six and a seven for Romeo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, don't tell me to punt the brakes. These two niggas in here can go try out for the team and fucking make it at receiver. What you talking about? <laughs> oh, shit, my ass might be able to make it. Them niggas is so... Oh, my God, bro. All right, all right, all right. We will get there. Dak Prescott is expected to play for the first time since week one, coming back from his hand injury. Cam Akers has played his last snap for the Rams, is on the trading block. 
Randall Cobb is going to IR with the ankle injury, and Russell Wilson suffered a hamstring injury on Monday night that could be significant, and they're waiting for further results from his MRI. He just played bad. That's why he hurt. Only. <laughs> I heard someone say the best thing about the Russell situation. They said that um, he remember he was super quiet in Seattle. Like you know, you didn't see too many commercials. He was he was just grinding. Mm-hmm. And they said they feel like this, all the extra stuff he's been doing has thrown off that. And I'm not gonna say that like he he ain't just playing bad, but I feel like that makes a lot of sense because you gotta think if you're a person that's constantly grinding and that's really your like. You're known, and then you kind of get outside of it. I feel like that in a in a whole new environment. Like if he was in Seattle, it probably wouldn't have been a big deal because he's been there. But, but honestly, I don't think that got shit to do once you get in between them lines and you out there. You we all know who Russell Wilson is, and then to go out here and have the the type of talent that he has and to look that bad. Like I don't think there's no excuse for that. I I got Personally. a first. I got a first and a fifth for uh, Cortland right now. <laughs> hey, all right. You really trying to toss them first out. Uh, oh, I heard yeah. he was unhappy. Yeah, look. I heard, I, heard I heard he was unhappy. I heard he yeah. was unhappy. We'll take him right now. Speaking of Monday night hamstrings, the Chargers kicker Dustin Hopkins has a hamstring injury. He's expected to miss two to four weeks. He's super gutted it out. Heard it he very does. early in the game and still kicked every field goal and the game winner for them. Yeah, so like he, he was dropped, falling he dropped, down after he dropped every, every yeah, he yeah. Oh, it's like yeah. he every time he's like, oh. <laughs> but he he gutted it through, has an injury, expected to miss two to four weeks. Colts owner Jim Ursay says that there is more than enough merit to kick Daniel Snyder out as the commander's owner. This comes after his uh, Daniel Snyder's alleged threat that he has enough dirt on all the owners in the NFL to blow up the league if they try it. Mm. Hey now, hey, press the goddamn button. <laughs> Which one? Oh, oh, the nuclear button. <laughs> press the goddamn button. <laughs> oh, and then what she said on rush hour. Press the goddamn button. Blow all I'm gonna tell that nigga. I'm gonna make him call his bluff, bro. Thirty-one other niggas, bro. Jay, hey, Jim Irsay said, up. "Call it." Yeah, Jim Irsay called it. He called it. Jim Irsay called it first. Yeah, you have to throw thirty-one other dudes, bro, bitch. Hey, that's like. One dude about to beat 31. All right, bitch, call the blood. <laughs> Listen, if it's the truth, don't we need to get rid of these slime balls? Oh, that's a fact. Then you gotta you gotta, but then you run to the he go, he go, he gonna screw himself, bro. Cause you 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 say, All right, I'm trying to fuck the league, but I'm gonna throw everybody else under the bus with me. Then it's gonna be the league and everybody else against you. you. Yeah, I think that's why he's threatening it so True. they just leave him alone. It's the Maybe. I think he's trying to say he has a deterrent, but uh, Jim Mercer not buying it. Uh. <laughs> I mean, Washington, can't they vote him out too as well? You need 24 members of the 24 owners to agree. Mm-hmm. And and he's, the, he's the majority push. owner in Washington. You need, you need 24, and then the, the commissioner, I think, has to say yes too. Mm-hmm. So that's and a lot. The rest of the Washington owners can't because when he first started getting in trouble, he started buying up more of the team to make sure it was not possible. And that was like, a season or two ago. So he's been he's been getting ready for this for quite oh, some time. Oh, he already knew what time it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in NBA news, Kevin Porter Jr. got a four-year, $82.5 million contract from the Rockets. But unlike most NBA contracts, it is not guaranteed after the first year. Is anyone surprised after the drama that he had in Cleveland and to a lesser extent in Houston? No, not really. I mean, 
Uh, I like that they gave him the long deal. And if after the first one, everything goes well, he has the opportunity to get the rest of it. But kind of understand with the issues he's had with both his former team and, and the current team, why they would be hesitant to lock him down to like a long, a super long deal without some stipulations. Agreed, agreed. Facts. Zach Levine will miss the first two games of the season for quote-unquote knee management, which is crazy because the season just started. And I'm just hoping as a Bulls fan that they're just trying to kawaii his knee for the season for a better postseason run, and there isn't anything to be super worried about, especially when it's not really having Lonzo Ball. The Pistons will be waving Kemba Walker. This would be the fourth team he is off of in three years. Do y'all think he is washed? I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's lost, but I think he's a smaller guard in a situation of he he's he uses the pick and roll, but he's not as good a shooter as Dame and Steph, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So you being a smaller guard, not as good on defense, how the league's looking now, I think that's all shit that comes against you. Because even if you were like, hey, him on the Lakers would look better than Russ. Well, no, it won't because his ass might not play better D. He'll shoot a little bit better, but that that opposite guard is gonna dog his ass every time they go against him. Like even if even if you start dogging Russ a little bit, nigga gonna foul you and make you earn. Yeah, I mean, look at Boston after they got rid of Kimba and just like moved on to Marcus Smart as their point guard. Even like he, it is not a stretch to say he's definitely lost a step. He could probably score a little bit, but like he said, the lack of defense I think is the biggest thing, and he's not scoring enough to make up for it. I wouldn't start him. Maybe coming off the bench. Like I ain't gonna say he completely washed, but like you said, like. He's not the Charlotte Kimball that we know. You know what I'm saying? So, step back Kimball. So, at this point, like I say, his defense has really dropped off. I mean, it wasn't really, you know, anything impressive before. But especially now, you know, in, over these past couple of years, he's been having these health issues with his knees and everything. So, maybe he can be somebody that come off the bench, give you 15, 20 minutes to come in and boost scoring or something like that. But – Something like that. A little depth piece. Not, nothing too prominent. Not, not like a prominent role or anything. All right. And now it is time for the tee-off. Ooh, spit that tea, sis. We're going to do this a little bit differently. Here's a list of people who I have had enough of their buffoonery this week. Number <laughs> one is Russell Westbrook. He injured his hamstring during the preseason and blamed it on the head coach, Darvin Ham, having him start the game on the bench. Russ says that he has no idea what to do with himself because of it. And this buffoonery of Russell Westbrook is going to be at an all-time high right now until he gets traded. Like, he's a professional athlete. He could stretch. They have motion bikes. They pay a man full time to rub your thighs if they are tight. <laughs> and and for some reason, and for some reason, he blamed Darvin Ham for his heart hamstring injury. What do y'all think about this? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I just, I mean. I just wish they would trade him, bro. I mean, the injury shit, that shit, like we said before the pod, it is a little bogus, but like you said, you brought up, they have someone there to help you out. But hamstrings getting tight is a normal thing. Like, that really fucking happens. But it also sounds like a bogus excuse, and Russ doesn't want to be there. So the Lakers should just move him. There's somewhere you can move him or just cut him at this fucking point. Like, I just take the hit, because at this point, you can't even resolve it. It sounded like during the summer, like, Darvin Ham, you guys maybe work, make the shake. 
I don't sound like it's a shakeable situation anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the league for 10 plus years. He knows. I mean, this has never been an issue for him. Your hamstring, you ain't never had the tightness before. So all of a sudden, not because, oh, yeah, I didn't play the whole first quarter. I'm just not buying it. I think he's just not necessarily being like too toxic, but he's making it a little toxic situation to where, like, he already know he's in the rumors to be traded. And he's going to get traded. I think it's inevitable at this point. But I think, honestly, that's just all he's looking for is just to get traded somewhere. Like, he's trying to help push himself out the door at this point. (laughs) All right. I like that. Number two, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson apparently does not allow his ex-teammates to have his personal phone number and contact him directly. They have to contact his manager to get in contact with him according to Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman on Richard Sherman's podcast recently. Like, we know <laughs> Russell Wilson is a little corny, but this is some certified host shit. And now I kind of understand why none of the Seahawks players liked him. And they now all just talking mad greasy about him. Marshawn was like, he having some trouble, and I'd like to talk to him, you know, give him some big ups, but I can't get in contact with him because I can't have his number. That's what I mean. Yo. All I got to say is Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> even, if you, even if you didn't like them niggas, bro, you could easily like let them get your number and just block their shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, like that's essentially what he's doing already, bro. Like making them go through somebody else. That's probably what he did. You might as well, if you don't want to talk to him, just block it. Like he, it really, I don't. It looks hoey, bro. Like it's just like, what's wrong, bro? And Marshawn mm-hmm. didn't. Even, Marshawn didn't even clown him. He said, "I wanted to call him." To like words of encouragement, like yo, you can get it go. Like he says, I can't. He says you, and he looked at Richard. He's like, you know, I can't. And Richard's like, you could call his manager. And, and Richard, <laughs> Richard has been on the anti rush trade hard. Yeah, he, he's, he's a heavy, <laughs> that's, heavy, that's what I wanted. Heavy I'm, hater on Russ. Is that does that not also look kind of hoey? Them going around talking about him on all these platforms. Like, I why would I give you my number? It's holy because well, Marshawn Lynch isn't one. Like yeah, that's not, not Marshawn's thing. It seems like this is a it's, blanket it's thing for all his teammates. Yeah, they're like, like Marshawn don't talk shit about nobody. But all sure. Marshawn do is mind his business and eat Skittles. Like, <laughs> hey, but that but that nigga Sherm, bro. He he was talking all that hot spicy shit, and then he saw that nigga Russ before a game or something. They like had them. They showed the footage of them talking. And he ain't have none of that energy towards like the shit he be saying. I can't, I can't differentiate if it's between like he's just saying this so people want to hear it, or if this nigga really feel like it. Because when that man Russ was in his face, he literally could have said it right then and there. And granted, you know they're at work, maybe they won't say anything. But I don't care how it, how where you're at. If somebody keep disrespecting you like that, you might not whoop the ass right there. But I bet you you gonna feel some type. Remember when uh, Calvin Benjamin and uh, Cam Newton saw each other? Like you yeah. gonna feel some type of animosity. You might not do anything, but you gonna react a little bit. Russ, Russ ain't about that though. Yeah. If Sherm gonna play it cool, Russ definitely gonna play it cool. I mean, Russ turn the other cheek. He loved Jesus. He, that's what he. Got. <laughs> that, that ain't that ain't his mo. If anybody was gonna say something to his face, it'd have been Sherman at, at that moment. But Sherman, Sherman been talking about talking about Russ. So regard, I don't know. Yeah. What Russ got going on with his where where his former teammates got to go through his manager? I don't know what that. Is where that's just his own thing about his team bond or whatever, whatever the hell it is. But ain't no way you lose contact with these guys you played with for years. You've been in yeah. Seattle for, 
for forever and you play with these guys for a minute, like you just gonna not talk to Tyler Lockett no more. Like, you know, it's like these guys that you got a connection with, all your teammates that you play with. Yeah. So it just don't it just don't really make sense to me as as far as if that's the case with, with all his team all his former teammates or if it's just a select few like fucking Sherman and yeah. I don't see it. It can't be like that because DK when, don't got a problem with him. But like, I mean, when you step in between the lines, if y'all on different teams, okay, we ain't gonna be buddy buddy while while the game going on. But yeah, once the game over or you know whatever, the dust clears. Like this, my boy. This my brother. Like just same thing with the NBA, NFL. You know. Hey, that, look, Marshawn was like, look, you know, I ain't going to hit up nobody manager if I can't get in contact with you directly, especially if I went to war with you. And that's how he quoted it. He's like, if I went to war with you and I can't contact you directly, like, man, that, that was some extra. Or else I need to go dance with the devil and get turned up because <laughs> right. I don't fucking know. Go to the dark side for a couple weeks. I number three is Draymond Green, who put out a dram- dramatized reaction to his Jordan Poole video leaking, talking about he still to this day does not know how big the issue blow- blew up because he does not watch or listen to social media or read any tweets That's a or anything like that. Instead, he basically had the cinematography of a 30 for 30 on a player that just died. And it was some real shameful stuff. He was like, you know, I was just playing with my daughter. I wasn't paying attention to none of that. It's like, bro, leave your daughter out of this. What does your daughter have to do with you assaulting Jordan Poole in practice? So he was you, number three. You stuck that, man. <laughs> all I was stuck, stuck and dropped them in practice. And you talk about some. What is that? What is what is you not knowing about the shit being on social media or seeing it on social media have to do with the shit that it is on social media and everybody seeing what you did? Bro, that nigga stuck that man like a random at the bar, bitch. Oh my god, I'm not sticking, bro. I'm not sticking no homeboy or no brother that hard, bro. And I don't fault my brother plenty of times, bitch. I don't think I've ever stuck him that hard. <laughs> bro, what? He knocked him out, and then realized like, oh shit, I dropped him. Like, oh, let me catch him. What? Yeah, yeah. that was wild. That was wild. The fourth, maybe the, the kid shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> That Did is one way to think about that? it. I mean, that's fair, bro. But the thing is, that punch it had animosity with it, bro. How hard he stuck that, thing. like it was like it all did. the old, it was like all the older guys were just tired of pool and Draymond's like, bitch, I got it, bro. I wish I wish they had some fucking audio on that jump. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really do want to know what they would say before it happened. I had right, the spicy, bro. <laughs> the fourth and final tee off is the entire Charlotte Hornets franchise, right. Their guard, James Boonight, a first-round pick, was arrested after falling asleep in his car for a DWI. According to TMZ, he was found with a gun in his lap and a bag of Doritos passed out in the front seat. The security guards tried to wake him up. They could not rouse him to wake. That's how messed up he was. So they were looking at his car and saw the gun and was like, hold up, called the police on him. Uh <laughs> This comes after Miles Bridges was arrested for felony domestic violence and Montrez Harrell was arrested for trying to make a run with the pounds out of Kentucky. This was all over the last five months. Yeah, Boo Knight done been arrested a couple times for uh drunk driving and shit. Mm. But he didn't get but, he didn't catch he didn't catch a charge with the pole. No, it's an open uh, carry. It's yep. an open carry. 
Yes. Bro, yeah, people making that a way bigger deal. That like I'm like, bitch, it, it, it ain't got shit to do with the arrest, bro. Why do we talk about it? You can carry, uh, bro. It's you can but, carry, bro. but bro, what are you doing in your front seat so drunk that you passed out while eating burritos the with the bowl in your lap? Any in the back seat? No, no, he was in the driver's seat. seat. Oh, in the driver's because if you're in the back seat, I'm not sure you get the DWI. Some laws are different. The key got the keys got to be in the trunk. They can't be like you can't have immediate accessibility to them. Shit yeah. like that. But it's I just dumb though. You yeah. a millionaire at this point, bro. Listen, take an Uber. Pass out of your Uber, Uber. something, I bro. Understand that shit, man. Like, yeah. But I don't even think you can have your pole on you when you're drunk. Like, if man, call Michael Jordan. Right. So the reason why the gun is important <laughs> is because the gun is why they called the police. Listen, the security guards in the parking in the parking lot. I'm fucked up, right? Now. That they saw him asleep in there, and they were like, "Yo, bro, you can't be sleeping in your car in here." They couldn't get him to wake up, so they started like peering in his stuff. When they saw the gun, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna call the police." So it's just dumb. I, that's the Why real do even need a gun the gun anyway. I, you... It's an open carry state, so he's allowed to have it. Blitz, what you mean? He's and allowed to have it. Yeah, bro, it's what, open carry. What is he even doing? Yeah. That boy Brian Robertson got clipped. Somebody tried to rob him. I bet you he wish he would have had that shit on him. I ain't saying he they need like it's yeah, like a, but... a necessity, but like I feel like for athletes or anybody that got a lot of money or something on them, like I'm pro like concealed carry. In like, uh, I not feel like for the most part, that happens with like rappers and stuff. That ain't really happening with no athletes. Ain't nobody really out here robbing no athletes for it. No, when they rob the athletes, it just doesn't frequently go bad. That shit happened with Sean Taylor. He died at his house. The niggas yeah, athletes got stories about trying to get robbed all the time. It's just like frequently athletes don't die getting robbed. Rappers do. Yeah, but athletes do be getting robbed. Yeah. Yeah, but it's less likely though. All you, even you, you full average motherfucker should have a pole. You got, a, you got money. <laughs> you got, if you got money and some, and people know you got money and you out there and, and somebody's going, somebody's, somebody's going to plot. If they bro. know where you at, they know where you stay consistently. Okay. Somebody is cool. going to plot. Have your pole, but why are you so drunk? Nobody can't even wake you up or anything. That's valid. I see. I'm you. You 100 got me there. If I'm somebody, w- if somebody wanted to rob his ass, they damn sure could have. Could have took him and everything. Could have had hey, it. I got James Bullnight. I got, I got a pole, some Doritos. Hey, he ain't making up no time soon. Go ahead and Bro, when Madison might try to rob, he just woke up and sparked it. Like I'm up. <laughs> uh, okay, and on that note, that is your tea off. Ooh, ooh spit that tea, sis. Spit that tea, sis. All right, yo, next we got Keith with the RPO run pass option. What's popping? All right, so I got a couple run pass options for you guys. We're going to start off with uh, this one is for Cliff. Runner pass. Melvin Gordon should not be starting for the Broncos. It's four fumbles on the season. I think his average yards per carry were 3.7. What do you think, Cliff? Runner pass. He should not be starting for them. Um, I, I'll run pass option both of these shits because I don't know what kind of run game they got going on in there in, in Denver because none of them motherfuckers look great running it. I mean, What's yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, I guess I guess I'll, I he shouldn't start because he's got more of a risk of a fumble. I'd rather take a motherfucker and give me the same the same production and not going to turn the ball over. So. Latavius they Murray. Some big ones against Seattle too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like just, just careless. Like, and it's it, and it's been consistent that way too. So with Javante Williams out, it's you got your opportunity to 
you know, we are new. We all knew Javante was going to get him out the way. Now you in a position to to have the number one role again, and you over there, sad face on the sideline because you're not getting no carries because they don't trust you. I mean, when the games in, in a game like that, they don't trust you. That's just and and that's on you because you ain't been holding on to the ball. We in you said four fumbles and we in we just finished week six. Come on, bro. So one of the is why they lost the game. That's honestly. what I'm saying. Like yeah. he he costing them games. You costing them possessions, and they they ain't producing an offense for you to be costing them possessions. That's a fact. So <laughs> that's I mean, yeah he he should he should not be starting. Uh, he should have to earn that shit back. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Mark Schlereth, the I think he was a Pro Bowl, Super Bowl winning. I think it's tackle or guard. I forget, but he had big smoke behind saying that he shouldn't even be on the team. Honestly, he said he, if it was up to him, he would have cut him. So that was pretty crazy. Next question. They almost didn't bring him back. Uh, yeah, no, because Javante Williams was getting off. So, exactly. you know, look, yeah. I mean, going forward, he probably won't be there, but we'll see how the season ends up for him. Uh, next run pass option we got for Cliff. Are the Eagles the scariest team in the league? Run with their pass. That's for Ant. I said Cliff. Yeah, oh, I was confused, bro. <laughs> I was confused because I was like, I thought that was bad. I was like, I, was like, I just <laughs> – And every day I had you down like, damn, all right. I, I was like, I got another one. I was, I all right, look, I got it. I got it. Look, the Eagles, I think, are, aren't are the scariest team in the league because people are going to be more scared of Buffalo. But the Eagles should be just based off what they've been able to do this season. I do still think it's Buffalo, so I'm going to pass on them being the scariest team in the league. But – the Eagles should not be far behind that Buffalo just because of how great they've been on both offense and defense, like the top five offense, top five defense. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. Moving on is for Terrence run pass. Tom Brady compares the NFL season to that of a deployment yet his deployment. He was able to go to his former GM's wedding runner pass Terrence. It's your, it's your team, too. Your man's, bro. Man, I mean, you know, I rock with him for what he did for us, but I'm going to have to pass on that. Like, for being somebody that actually went through multiple seasons, like, I feel like you cannot, like, disrespect the people that actually are really going on deployments like this because you get to play a child's game and you get to go home to your family every night for the most part. Like, you got away games and stuff, but you so rich everywhere home. You can have a home in 50 states. Everywhere you go play a game, oh, I'm going to just buy a house here because we go there week 15. So, no, nah, I'm going to have to pass on that. Like, I don't even know where he got this analogy from. It, it, yeah, it just... he, should, he should honestly get, get more flack. He won't, then, though. He then, should. Then, exact, I know. Then, then he should get more flack for that type of shit, for saying some stupid shit like that. But because yeah. of who he is, he's not going to get the flack yeah, yeah. more. But it's just like, that's just, just, just kind of disrespectful like bro like you also took a week off during training camp before the season like these motherfuckers don't get vacations you hear during me? deployment you hear me <laughs> hey yeah just stay three days to yourself man like you deserve it yeah just yeah, fly that, back to the US just, that's just, not just how that back. shit that's not how that shit work bro bro I don't so, see a lot I don't see a lot of them boys not make it home from deployment I remember my uncle saying he barely made it home for his son being born like that shit's not no it ain't no light shit, bro. And I wish he was getting more flat for it, cause like you niggas, y'all making y'all get home, y'all go home or y'all at a hotel after them boys. Sleeping. And they getting paid. That's what I'm saying. They getting paid millions. They not getting paid with the people in the military getting paid. No, and they man. not they play and a they child's playing, game. They play a game. They going out exactly. there to to put their lives at risk for the country. <laughs> you talking about? It's the same. Like okay, you could say camp is 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 like 
a boot camp. Okay, like okay, a boot 60 camp. Minutes, but you, though, yeah, but you're not. But we're not talking about no. We're not talking about you out there in the field. Literally, nobody dumping around with them oh, boys. Man. Hey, they, they probably complained they had a practice of full pass. Oh, he said in the field. Literally, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, them niggas be getting rocket shot at them, bro. Shit blowing up on them, bro. I don't, bro. That he's tripping, bro. Like if you watch like some people's deployment, like clips or something from back in the day when they used to have clips, man, that's nothing remotely close. Nothing at all. People come back home and you know they're never the same. PTSD, like my aunt, for example, she ended up coming to one of my football games, and um, I don't remember who scored, but they had this cannon they shot off. And that that shit had her tweaking. Boy, she she had to leave because she just couldn't do it. Bro. I don't seen family members can't watch certain movies, shit like that. Like, bro, ain't football making making you feel like that? You might have some PTSD from getting hits, like you know. But there's, I think there's different levels of PTSD. Probably not the way they be, not, not the way they be protecting his ass. You know, hey, that's on to another. <laughs> that's, that's a valid point for another day. But we are gonna keep it moving. Run past Hartson. This next one is for Sam. Oh my God. The Ravens signed Sean Jackson. Is this a massive upgrade or an insult to Lamar Jackson? Runner pass, Sam. Your voice say it all. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's either one of those things because I don't I don't think it's a massive upgrade, but I don't think it's a massive insult. Now, them not signing other people, that could be viewed as the insult. But Sean Jackson, I looked at it last year. He's still good for one catch a game, and he averaged <laughs> 27 yards a catch. He's still good for one long one. So there could be times where he's able to break one open down the field and Lamar's able to hit him for one a game, and it could turn into a touchdown. But I don't think beyond that it's really getting you much. Man, they need somebody that's like a possession receiver, like a slot receiver, somebody that can route people up real quick, catch the ball, like, that's what type of receiver they need. They don't need D-Jack. Like, why are you going to sign D-Jack, who's pretty much at this point a one-trick pony? He's not running no intermediate routes. Boom, come off the line, catching a slant. Hey, but you know Lamar's deep like, ball is great. Lamar's deep ball is fantastic. You got to yeah, get so open first. If niggas can track it, you get open. track it is Marquise Brown. Like, everybody else is like, oh, I can't get to it. I just think it's – I think it's an insult because he ain't never had a, a receiver, bro. Like you, look yeah, can it both. be both? It's both an upgrade and an insult, in my opinion. It's both. <laughs> How's it up? Now, what it I is because you, you literally just need bodies. Like no, it's an upgrade because you need an alive oh. man that could you play that, football <laughs> on the field that, to you, catch the ball. You so know what that acquisition is that's a that's a that's a mid grade. That's a that's a mid-ass accusation. What that is, is we're going to get you somebody out here that can catch the ball every now and then, just mm-hmm. so at the end of the year, your numbers ain't OD and we ain't going to pay you. But he dropped the ball, too. That's the other thing. But Sam brought up a good point, that his numbers were 20, uh, what, 20, uh, average of 20? Like a game? 20, 27. 27 yeah, a catch. But the thing is, he's always had people on the other side of him. L.A. was crazy. That's why people were like, he should have stayed, because he was going to get a one-on-one, and he's smoking whoever's in front of him. And even with the Raiders, who do they have? They have Waller, him, and there was a no. young dude on the outside. I they had Zay. Zay, I think Zay, but Zay was Zay playing Jones. good. You know what I mean? So, like, when you go, hey, you went from being the third, maybe maybe in some cases second, 
third and fourth option to, oh, yo, you're probably going to be the second option realistically. And if Rashad Bateman's Bateman's not back, like, healthy yet, then he's second, third, first. Like, he's He's anywhere in between there. So, yeah, that's crazy. But that was a run pass option. And, you know, the Ravens are just, who the fuck knows? (laughs) All right. T.L. got our players of the week. Yeah, man. So, our office player of the week this week going to Josh Allen. So, I mean, rightfully so, man, came in with a revenge game against the Chiefs, 329 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And then also on passes of 10 yards or more, he was nine for 12 for 204 yards and all three of his touchdowns. And for a, a dang near perfect passer rating of 156.3. And then yeah. also – Eric, ain't that ain't, didn't he come in with the Falcons? He said he told you to pick the Falcons, yeah. right? Yeah, so he, I, hey, I got shout out my man. So yeah. shout out Eric, he washed me this week. Every pick he said I was <laughs> wrong about, I was wrong about, uh, and I think it was like three of them, John. So uh, hey, <laughs> that's I, why I'm I, not doing the picks this week. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got, um, what's the name, Marcus Mariota, as my honorable mention. So mm. he, he had, he, uh, first of all, he upset the Niners. Which was, you know, which is big. He was uh, 13 of 14 for 129 yards, two touchdowns, 50 rushing yards, and a touchdown. So, I mean, pretty, pretty decent game. But then also for defensive player of the week, I gave it to a rookie, Tariq Woolen from the Seahawks. So he had five tackles, a fumble recovery, and an interception. So one of the biggest reasons why I gave it to him as well is because they held the Cardinals without a touchdown, but then also he leads the NFL with six takeaways and he has picks in four straight games. So my honorable mention as well for defensive player of the week was Quentin Williams. He had five tackles, two sacks, a forced fumble, and a blocked field goal. So he's balling out for the Jets against the pack too. That's so, oh. Hi, Tiffany. How's it going? Appreciate you for joining in. Thank you. So, thank you. Hey, that Tariq Wallen, though, is – Scary, bro. I'm oh, fast to be that big. Good. This man was running stride for stride with Marquise Brown. It was the crazy, like, I think it's so crazy when you watch like speed dudes and someone runs stride for stride with their ass. Like, you know, maybe there's someone on their heels. Yeah. Out the gate. Oh, we all know how fast Taysom Hill is. Y'all remember him walking him down, right? right. Granted, Taysom Hill scored, but. Woolen, it, it looked like Taysom Hill was like standing Woolen, still. Woolen runs what a four, a four three or something. His his forty time. So Mar- Marquise Brown and Ty Woolen have the same speed in Madden. They're both ninety seven. <laughs> so okay, I, right. I guess and that, they were lying. They were lying. <laughs> yeah, that man blazing. So we we, we kind of talked. A little bit. What Eric say? Oh, also like to hate the game at the Yankees after yeah, Waller. Waller. I'm, I'm with you on fuck Waller. <laughs> Yeah, Darren Waller's been, Waller been doing me bad. Uh, Stick So, yeah. for, the special, <laughs> for the special teams player of the week, we talked about him a little bit earlier, Dustin Hopkins. So, he hurt his hamstring on the first PAT and then went four for four on field goals, including a game winner. So, yeah. that's mm-hmm. for our players of the week. If you want me to knock out the, the fantasy players, let's go it. ahead and knock them out. So, for the surprising player of the week, I kind of I kind of gave this to both of them, so I went with Matt Ryan and Michael Pittman. So Matt Ryan had 389 yards and three touchdowns. Pittman finally having another good game had 13 receptions for 134 yards. So this is the first receiver that the Jags 
let get 100 yards as well. And this was big because Michael Pittman, I'm sure, in every league was drafted pretty high. So finally for him to do something for somebody and help somebody win, hopefully, is big. But disappointing fantasy player of the week, I gave it to two people. Um, Jeff Wilson from the Niners. He had seven <laughs> carries for 25 yards. Like Aaron Jones. Did he fumble? He had nine carries. He had 25 <laughs> points because he also yeah. fumbled the ball. Yeah. yeah. So Aaron Jones had nine carries for 19 yards, but he saved himself a wee bit because he had three catches for 25 yards. So you know who you know who else you can throw in there around? <sighs> we talked about him earlier. Melvin Gordon. <laughs> point eight points. Yes, point hey, that was a couple people. My guy, point eight. <laughs> that yeah, was a couple Eric people I wanted to throw in there. Did him dirty. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a couple uh, people I wanted to throw in there. I was low key gonna throw Nick Chubb in there because he only yeah, had like fifty six rushing yards, and he had a catch for fourteen yards. He scored like seven touchdowns through like week two through five, so he was balling. He's, and then, he's okay to have. A, he's okay to have a down week. He can have a down week because he been turned up. But yeah, yeah. Melvin Gordon, you need you need to pop. Oh your ass get oh your ass get dropped. I dropped his ass. I dropped his ass. So three caught me a dub. I, I hey. I started. Go, I still won, but I won by point two points. I dropped Ooh. Russell. So oh, that Russ point eight. eight he gave me on Monday was everything. And that Russ pack stank, bro. bro I, had drop, I had to drop Russ, bro. I was like, bro, what are you doing? And then that's yeah, crazy. That I got stank. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. A bunch of people on IR. I'm like, bro, this is, I can't even play. Mm-hmm. Looking bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we got Sam, who's doing the five fly picks this week because I've been asked and back-to-back one in four weeks. So hey, Eric, get on his ass, bro. Get on yeah. his ass in the comments. <laughs> Look, Eric, Eric, you know Eric gonna be here. He here yeah, today. There you go. <laughs> uh, Eric says Sutton also got to be on the most disappointing list. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure, I mean, for sure. Anybody that's an extension yeah. of Russ is – I'm about to say, you, you should you should rely on nobody on the goddamn Broncos offense. Now hey, I ain't want to make the list too long. I ain't want to talk for an hour about the most disappointing. <laughs> Before Sam go, though, I think Sutton is like that. I think a he question is. Jerry Judy's like that. I don't know if Jerry Judy's like that, but I mean, it's really not their fault because much like Michael Pittman, it ain't his fault. Matt Ryan ain't getting this motherfucker the ball. I mean, Cor- I mean Jerry Judy ha- he he runs nice routes. He be dropping the damn ball, bro. He do. But I, he I watch nice Oh, Davey, what's popping? We appreciate you for coming through again. How's it going, my man? My man. Man, how'd you do in fantasy this week? We just oh, that's got Davey with the most. That's Jit with the BMX bike I'll be talking about. Yeah. Uh, we just got through with the most disappointing and surprising fantasy player for the week. Let us know how you did. Oh, my God. Eric is such a hater. He said, who was better this week, Obuli's picks or Fields passing? <laughs> I'm going to tell you it was Fields passing. I got my man's back, all right? I got my man's back. <laughs> it was Fields passing. That's crazy. <laughs> oh my God. And we got y'all on Monday night. Yeah. Okay, Davey, Davey won 122 to 97 and moved to 5 and oh, oh, God damn. That's what I'm 5 and 1 because it's week 6. Uh, I'm 3 and 3. I'm 3 and 3 in both leagues, bro. No, I'm 4 and 5 and 1 in our league. I've been smoking people. It's just nothing. Nothing. I'm going to hit my man's up. I don't even know if he paid attention to it, but I don't know if I'm. Um, 
Does fantasy hey, stay let you humble. stay humble? It's early. Does stay fan, humble. <laughs> does fantasy let you remove a player, like a remove a player from a league? Like, like remove them all together? Yeah. From the league? Yeah. I don't think so. That would if you so. did that, it would you could probably remove their access to their team, but that just makes a functional bye week if you do that. For everybody, yeah, every time they play them, you're better always, off giving his team away to somebody else that's willing to join in halfway through. Yeah, I don't know. He ain't even, he ain't even paying attention to it. Look like so, I might. He, I think he's zero and five, but he got players that. It like, gotta be consequences, bro. They gotta be shocks or something behind it, so they actually care about. <laughs> David Joe says Joe Burr popped off. I, that was the yeah. one pick I got right. <laughs> I, I knew that. I knew that. I knew the Bengals were gonna come in and not lose two in a row. That was the one pick I actually got last week. That shit was so close. I love bro. to see it. Yeah, that was close. a close one. That shit was close, bro. For the hey. Saints having nobody, that shit was pretty close. I was hey. like, the, the line was plus two. So, hey. What you got, Sam? Okay, just like Obuli has his man Justin Fields back, I'm, I'm in this week to try to have my man's back, try to recover, get us some wins in the five fly picks. If – these are not right. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's how gambling goes. So, good luck. I think we should love. I we but I got some good ones. I got some good ones. I got some good ones, and I got some, some arguments for them, I think. This is, for me, the week of the away team. So, my first one is I have Giants plus three. At the Jaguars. So, according to the Football Power Index, their models give the Jaguars a 72.4% chance to win this game. The Jaguars' last three games have been losses to the Eagles, Texans, and Colts. They lost all those games by at least a touchdown. The Giants are coming off back-to-back big wins against the Packers and Ravens. They're 5-1 on the season. So I'm going with the team that's playing good football right now, despite what the models say. Um, I think that Vegas thinks it would just be crazy for the Giants to be 6-1. and one. And I agree that it would, but I think they win again this week and they cover the spread. They're 5-1 and one versus the spread this season. That's the second best overall record uh, in the league against Vegas. And the Giants have also not lost a road game yet this season. So I like them plus three. Against Jacksonville, I even like the the money line too. Yeah, reminded um, early losses against the Cowboys. Oh, okay. <laughs> we ain't reminded them about shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. NFC yeah. East putting on this season for everybody to hate it. Keep going, my hey, man. Except for the Commanders. Schedule in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, we don't make the schedules, bro. We don't make, we don't make the schedules, Boy. man. Right. If they keep playing each other, how can we say they have the easiest schedule in the league if they're all good? Because every like eventually that narrative has to die. Man, fuck Giants that. just beat the Giants just beat the Packers as far as I was, and okay, they just beat the and they just beat the Ravens. Are cheap, okay, let, let's look at these teams. They beat the Packers and, and the Ravens. Let's, 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 let's not. Get hey, y'all want to know? Sam, Sam, Sam was giving us his. <laughs> my bad, my bad. We Go got ahead, completely Sam. off track. Hey Sam, <laughs> can I make a statement real quick? <laughs> yeah, of course. The, the NFC East and the AFC East, the only one in divisions in football right now. I winning records. So winning, the only divisions hey, were winning look, records. Yeah, we hey. Hey, we don't make the schedules, right? Hey, hey, I don't make the rules. I don't play the games. Hey. <laughs> <Sam>. <laughs> right. Game number two. Game number two. 
I got the Chiefs minus three at the 49ers. Kansas City's two and four against the spread. So that gives me some hesitance, but the teams they are oh they are 0-3 against the spread at home and two one against the spread on the road. They're only favored by three in this game. They have a plus 10 point differential on the road, and they're winning by an average margin of five points. Coming off of a loss against the Bills, I see the Chiefs bouncing back and winning by at least a field goal. The 49ers defense is good, but they're coming off a disappointing loss to the Falcons. Shout out to Eric. Uh, the 49ers are 2-0 at home uh, this year and 2-0 versus spread at home, but I think the Chiefs get it done. Um, they're also 2-1 in away games this year. The, the yeah, the third game I have is the Lions plus seven at the Cowboys. The Lions are coming off the bye week. The Cowboys are coming off a short week against the Eagles. It's Dak's first game back. The Lions should be getting DeAndre Swift back. It will be Amon Ra, Ra St. Brown's second game back, who they've missed the last few weeks. The Cowboys' defense is really good, um, but they're not great against the run. Dallas is 19th in opponent rushing yards per game, allowing 120. A game, Detroit is a top 10 rushing offense. They average over 150 yards a game so far. It's a break, it's a big spread, so that's why I like it. The plus seven. The Lions defense has been ass this year. Their offense has been great. <laughs> um, so even though they're one in four, they've only lost one game by more than seven point or seven points or more. And that was the the blowout they just lost to the Pats. Their other losses have at least been close. And Dak might struggle to to like blow them out this week. And then the fourth game or the, the last says, game I have. Eric says, I take it back. Give me the boys plus the points. Damn, Cowboys yeah. minus seven. That's a big spread. Hey, we gonna see what Dak looked like. Yeah, it all yeah. depends on him, honestly. I'm waiting to see too. Depends on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I'm act like I'm act like week I'm act like week one day happened. I ain't seen shit since he played the 49ers in the playoffs. And then my last one is a is a personal one for me. Honestly, it is I'm taking Jets money line. They're plus one point five at the Broncos, and I'm out on the Broncos. We are <laughs> we are close to halfway through the season. I'm done listening to. People be like, oh, well, maybe they'll figure it out. This team fucking sucks. Let's just accept <laughs> it. We were wrong about the Jets. We were right. We were wrong about the Broncos, and we were wrong about the Jets. The Jets are pretty good. The Broncos are fucking terrible. So I, I don't know why the Broncos are favored. Um, they have lost their last three games coming into this one. They only keep uh, feeling sick of that shit. Yeah, they've lost to Vegas, Indy, and the Chargers. The Jets and four are four and two versus spread this season. Uh, the Broncos are two and four versus spread this season. Those are their exact records. Uh, and the Jets are three zero on the road. They have the best road record in the NFL. Um, Honestly, so that's why I'm taking the Jets. Mm, maybe Here, here's my thing: the Broncos aren't a bad team. They're a bad offense. Their defense is actually yeah. Their defense, their defense is really good. good. Imagine your team never being able to score a touchdown, but you still make every game ridiculously close because your defense is so good. No one else, if they're like, if Russ isn't getting a touchdown, nobody's getting a touchdown. And we are That's kicking field goals for the next. 
three hours on primetime television. Like, without a doubt. Like, <laughs> it's insane. Their defense Justin is Herbert insane. Didn't even throw a touch now. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I went out of order, too. I have one last one, honestly. Uh, so the last one I have is Falcons plus 6.5 at the Bengals. The Falcons Sorry. are 6 0 against the spread this year. Um, they're the only team who's undefeated against the spread. They're 2-1 against the over-under on the road this year. The Bengals are 21st in rushing yards allowed. Atlanta is third in rushing on the season. 6.5 is a big line. The Bengals have only won two games by seven or more this year. That was week two against the Jets when they had Ryan Fitzpatrick and Brees Hall wasn't really doing what he's doing now. And the Dolphins win two went out. The Dolphins are one of the bottom rushing offenses in the league. Jets were middle of the pack. They're moving up or are middle of the pack and are moving up. Uh, the Bengals haven't blown out a team with a good rushing offense. They won by four against the Saints when Alvin Kamara rushed for 100 yards and was like the only player really available for the offense. So I think the Falcons take advantage of that and at least come within six points of the Bengals. And the uh, the Jets had Joe Flacco. Ryan Fitzpatrick worked for 30. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I know, mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's like, been everywhere. I was like, Fitz still throwing that bitch? I was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco throwing 60 Super times Bowl. a game. Yo, t- yo, so Eric says he's not sure about the Falcons this week, but AJ Terrell is going to have to see Jamar Chase and – that's a matchup that I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Sure. AJ Terrell sure. plays physical. Jamar Chase is a physical receiver. That's going to be interesting. I wonder, did they let Calvin really bet on the game since he's suspended? He mean, he might as well. <laughs> Bro. This Yo, damn well, he can't bet on the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say Atlanta oh, first right now for Calvin Ridley, even with the suspension. <laughs> Look, Man, they'll probably sold. take it. They'll probably oh. take it. We okay. Well, hey, easy. He gonna leave anyway. Might as well get some for him. Swear, Eric says too soon on the Calvin Ridley joke. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even joke. I was really being serious. <laughs> Yo, Keith is on fire. So let's go right into the game of the weeks. Oh, that is me. I'm gonna go. Oh, there's some ugly matchups. I'm going. Ew, I don't know. Uh, yeah, right. I was looking for the five. Oh, I, I was like, game I, of the week is gonna be tough. Bro, yeah, I think I know what it is. If you if you had to pick, I think a good game of the week is to see. Um, obviously, seeing two come back is it will be okay. I mean, Steelers don't have T.J. Watt, so he should be okay. Uh, but I think that Chiefs Niners game is gonna be mm-hmm. a big one. So I go Chiefs Niners is number one game of the week. And then if you want a backup game of the week to watch, you should probably tune in for the Damn, I don't fucking ugh. Maybe I think this the might Giants and the Jags might be a good a solid game. This might sound a little wild, but maybe the Commanders and the Packers. Might sound wild, but mm. you're gonna you're gonna see them with Tyler. <laughs> you're gonna see them with Tyler Heineke. I mean, because everything else, like the Browns and the, the Ravens would be good if Deshaun was playing, right? But we know they're just going to run the ball. It's going to be a good slugfest probably. Seahawks-Chargers. Huh? Seahawks-Chargers Seahawks is going to be a great game. What? It's at the same time as the Niners game, though. That is true. 
That sucks. That's that's valid. That's valid. See, Gino's been balling. Yeah, Gino has been balling. I can't hold him. The Chargers hurting right now too. So, what's up with your boy JC, bro? He, bro, oh my god, did you see his snap count drop like fifty percent in one week? And then he he got benched at half. Yeah, he did. Oh my god, bro! And and dude was like, he just ain't playing good enough. Listen, bro. But hey, the you, other thing you seen the passer rating? His passer rating is damn near perfect this year. Hey, like, but you, you know the other thing on on his defense, the only defense he had, he did just have ankle surgery, and at first they weren't gonna have him come back right away. He did come back, but the other thing is, I think it's one of those things like Bill does when he plays corners, he has them playing in like a certain system. You know, I want to say what you guys for the past, you guys are in man. A majority of the time, right? With too high. Listen, y'all teams got to start paying attention when Bill not losing sleep over a top caliber player. Listen, red flag. Hey, but well, you guys, you guys play too high though, don't you? And go man, majority. Yeah, it, we play a lot of man. We play a lot. Exactly. Of it's mostly man, and it's all zone. And Chargers ain't playing man for a dude that should be in man coverage. The niggas probably looking at people like, bro, like he should took the 16, 17 mil from us. I mean, look, or Brandon Staley and his defensive coordinator could use the talent they have. Like we see in, but you in see, LA actually with the Rams, play you man. frequently see, huh? What you about to say? We've seen one corner play man while everybody else is in fucking zone. Yeah, I was yeah, Jalen Ramsey, exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Like we've seen teams do that with success. If you, if the player is a good man corner, but they haven't even tried it. They got the and the crazy shit is they got the pass rush to do it. Like it's they not got like the DBs to do it. Though. You can play, you can do that pass rush and be like, hey, you know what? Play man, motherfucker. Everything else will be fine. They got a Samuel Junior. They, 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 they defense is their whole defense. They got some DBs. Yeah, I'm saying their whole defense is good. They they have the personnel to be able to be successful and put put guys in the best position to be successful. But and also to just play straight up man. Like yeah. they actually have the personnel yeah. to just play straight up yeah. man. Like right. Asante no. Samuel Junior is. Is eat. That's you what I'm saying. Got, bro, you got a safety you can literally put on a tight end or a dude in the side. And all mm-hmm. you do is play man and and let those pass rushers go out to the quarterback and send an extra linebacker. Yeah, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. You you got enough corners like with Asante Samuels. If you have JC and man, uh, Derwin's gonna get the tight end. The other linebacker might get the running back if he goes out. You just got to worry about your corner opposite of them. But I think it's Bryce Callahan, who's not bad. I mean, he's small, but he's not I bad. I mean, if you got J.C. and you got Asante Sandy Jr. And Bryce you got Callahan in the slot. Yeah. Derwin James. The yeah. Yeah, Derwin in the slot, too. So, I think it's really coaching. I mean, Brandon, uh, he probably – he was the one, remember I said, that should get fired? There were seven of them. He was in it. Yeah, I ain't come around until this past week watching the game. I was like, <laughs> all right, man, they got to fire this man. Bro, bro went for a pass play on fourth and one when they were not able to stop the pass rush. And yeah, I was like, true. if you just don't sneak that ball, you could even give it to Austin Eckler direct handoff and have him just jump forward. Like, yeah. you could do anything. They didn't even send them on, like, intermediate routes. Them boys was went no. long, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What? What y'all trying to win the no game? You get the first down right now. No yeah, sense. I was, I was so. They did something stupid high. like that the other week, and the only reason they won is because the kicker missed the field goal. I forget who that's playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and look, the only reason why they won this time is because Denver's offense went cold after they got those first ten points. Fast. Like cold. Hey, they, so, start, they they came out the gate looking good. I was like, okay, we finna finally see Denver. Hey, hey, Russ, ten for ten. They said that's hey. the first time this man went ten for ten. 
in his career. Bro, he was balling at like beginning of the game, beginning of the game, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay, we about to see the Broncos turn up." And then you saw how um, bad that man is. Um, his his lat, his lat, or whatever, his shoulders messed up. He underthrew the shit out of KJ Hamler. Oh my! Oh yeah, he was God. wide open. Well, Bro, it was. Yeah, but then he just did a procedure face, on it. No, he he was going to, but I don't think he did. But they knew mm. it was messed up, he, bro. He you you he stepped. The pass rush was in his face, though. He had to like he couldn't put everything into it. Yeah, that shit was bad though. Hey, you are right. The pass rush was there, but that shit looked awful. Cause KJ ass was. He was like, all right, <laughs> we got Cliff with the no huddle. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So this week. So first question I got is for T.O. and Keys. So which one, uh, who is the best NF, uh, running back in the AFC East? Would you say the Singletary for the Bills, Hall for the Jets, Moister for the Dolphins, or Stevenson for the Pats? It's Hall. I'm going Mondre. Stevenson. I mean, I think, honestly, stat-wise, I think it's actually Singletary. Stat-wise, I think it's actually Singletary. But I think that's because the Jets don't be feeding Bryce Hall. They just started like feeding Bryce. Yeah, they got Carter there too. Yeah. I like Stevenson a lot too. I know you picked that because, I mean, you're a Patriots guy. So I no, but he's actually a great running back though. I know he's nice. But I mean, with Harris coming back, we're going to see how they how they split those. Yeah. That's going to be. Yeah. All right. Ne- next question. Uh, Ant and Sam. Uh, the Packers have struggled to find a consistent number one receiving option for A Rod thus far this season. Who will emerge as the number one receiving option for A-Rod to get this off- offense turned around? Uh, you think it's going to be Dobbs, Lazard, Watson, or Tunyon? I'm going Lazard. Okay, look at us. Yeah, look at us. He's been the most consistent receiver all year as far as, like, putting up fantasy points or just getting yards. Aaron trusts him enough that he's going to get those balls, especially in difficult situations. That's it. Yeah. Like, the other guys just aren't consistent enough for A-Rod right now. Yeah. I agree. The The touchdowns is just the most consistent thing. Good stuff. All right, next question is for Sam and T.O. Which AFC East team will finish dead last in this division and miss the playoffs? You got the 5-1 and one Bills, the 4-2 and two Jets, and the Dolphins and the Patriots at 3-3. Three and three. I'm going to go with Dolphins. Whoa! We're not finishing last. We're not finishing last. Whoa! What you got? What you got, Sam? Dude, I honestly agree. I was going to say the same thing. The Jets are believers. Y'all got y'all believing. Y'all yeah, believing the Jets. They got a good start. A little bit, yeah. They got a good start. It, it, I mean, it's going to be. A, it's, I think that division is going to be for sure. I'm up with it. I'm up with it. All right. Next question for uh, Keys and Ant. Which NFC South team is most likely to compete with the Bucks and Tom Brady for the number one spot in the division? I, I obviously am not going to even mention the Panthers. So, do you think it's the Falcons at three and three or the Saints at two and four? Uh, if the Saints keep being injured, it's easily the Falcons with ease. I feel similarly. I feel like if the Saints can get healthy because they're missing their top two wide receivers. Right, and they're number one corner right now. But if they get healthy, it's yeah. If they get healthy, it's the Saints. If they got, if they can't, the Falcons by (laughs) default, literally by default, not because they're good, but by default, (laughs) they're the only other available option. (laughs) All right, 
Next question is for Sam and Keith. At two and four thus far, will the Browns be in a position to compete for a playoff spot once Deshaun Watson returns from his suspension? Um, I think this Ravens game is going to be a big game for them because their defense isn't playing as well. I mean, Chubb is, you know, balling, but you know, he you got to be complimentary. They got to either you got to help him on defense or the passing game got to help out more. Yeah. And I just don't know. I mean, I think against the Ravens, it's it's a good, it's a winnable, it's easily winnable game. Like you just weather the storm of the first half, and then you're gonna come back in the fourth. So as long as they win this weekend, I'd say they're in good shape because it's a divisional I, game. Yeah, I was What's looking at their schedule after this it? week. And it, it's kind of rough, so I, I I don't think they'll be able to weather the storm. They got the Bucks and the Bengals coming up. They got some and Dolphins, Patriots. They just are Bills coming up too. They got hard games. And Watson ain't played in what? Four or not four years, minute. two months? Or two years. Yeah. It's been a minute. Hey, yeah. last one. I'm going to spark off right quick. Which which NFL team is most regretting their offseason quarterback acquisition after week six? This for T.O. and Ant. And then I got I got three options. I got the Colts with Matt Ryan, the Broncos with Russell Wilson, the Commanders with Carson Wentz. What you think, Ant and T.O.? Russ, it's I'm Russ because they dealed him up. They gave him a big – they got seven years of Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that, but I'm going to say Carson, just based off the strength of Ron Rivera even out here in the media, what's the difference between you and other teams in y'all division? Quarterback. Right. I mean, when you got the head man out here just putting when, his head on the guillotine, listen. When you – Coach and you ain't stopping nobody though. Hey, there's a problem. Like you can't just blame the quarterback. Their defense ain't bad though. It's not like they're getting blowed out. They can't score the ball. Carson Wentz out here getting four point fantasy points and shit. What the fuck you do? <laughs> yeah, look, look. Carson Wentz is a good one, but there's only one more year of that deal after this year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. They got Russ for seven. Years it cost what two firsts and a third? Yeah, they gave up a lot. Of two firsts, a third, Trevor Simeon, and uh, the tight Drew end, Locke. Drew Lock. Sorry, Drew Lock, Drew Lock, not Trevor Simeon. Drew Lock and Noah Fant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he got some good tight ends, though. The young ones no, that he got, Dulcich or whatever, he's nice. I mean, they're they're the tight ends, dude that runs, runs a 4 4 at tight end, he's on the trading block. He's uh his name is Albert. Search for the O. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I don't know how to say his last name, but bro, they, uh, they just yeah, Albert, yeah, if you were gonna trade him, oh Wimby K. Yeah, you his might have well, Yeah, you might well have tried to keep fucking Noah Fant and just gave them another pick. You know what I mean? Because they Noah got a young tight end Dolchich that scored a touchdown, though. He's nice. Yeah, he's nice and he, Andrew Beck, their fullback. Dis- nice. He disappeared in the second half. I mean, the offense I mean, disappeared Russ. in the second half. Let's be fair. Like, everything disappeared in the second That's half. That boy Russ jumped in the pot. He won't even cook it no more. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it out with the final segment, the heart of the show, Ballers Bouquet. Too often in the media, people only focus on the negative and salacious things athletes do and never give them their credit where credit's due. Here we like to make a change. So this week's Ballers Bouquet goes to Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders for his ample work to help people suffering from addiction. First thing he did was his fourth 
Wall Talk Outreach Program, where he spoke TED Talk style about his personal experience with addiction, as well as his journey to recovery to around 400 service members at the Air Force Base in Nevada. Afterwards, he had a Q&A session, as well as a meet and greet where he took pictures with the service members and distributed wristbands and signed photos for them. After that, he then distributed clothing, towels, food, and bags to residents that lived in a tunnel under Las Vegas that are basically just homeless people uh, that are battling addiction as well, as well as homelessness. In addition to all of this, through his Darren Waller Foundation, he provided approximately $684,000 of inpatient and intensive outpatient care for those that are also suffering from addiction. And that's why he gets this week's Ballers Bouquet. Hey, I'm glad he's getting some kind of balling done. I'm about to say, I need him some, hey, no. I need him some donates and touchdowns on the field. Hey, nah, no. Boys, <laughs> boys. Oh, y'all niggas like, nah, 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 that, nah. Hey, that man, his story though, like, nah, he's doing great things though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Story, I, res- I respect his story for sure. That's just sure. crazy. I like, I just want him to get back to the, to the dude I know he is. That's all. That's right. all. I drafted him for a reason. I want him to get back to the dude I know. It's the play calling, dog. It's the play calling. Josh McDaniels. That's the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. But that's You can't be telling dudes that, hey, y'all had a system going last year that was kind of working with a bunch of no names. You bring in a name and somehow shit's just all disjointed and shit. But you brought in the name that's only been a failure everywhere outside of New England. Yeah, honestly. That's what no, I'm, I'm trying to I'm say. Talking, I'm talking about the receiver. Oh, okay. I'm not saying it's Devontae's fault, but I'm saying you had you didn't have a name at receiver. You guys are somehow making that shake with just Waller and Josh Jacobs. You go get a name at receiver. Like Renfro was got, a baller last year. Don't yes, he was. Third at Renfro. Yeah, you got a lot of talent. <laughs> That's a lot of talent on offense to be like not – like they're don't get me wrong, their defense is not good. So it's we're not even they're about to trade. They got Jonathan Abram on the trade block. He's not even good. He's damn near Jamal Adams 2.0. But not as good as Jamal Adams. So I don't yeah, know what he's definitely not as good as Jamal Adams. Yeah, like you're not getting you're, you're just getting reckless hits. He going for a fourth for somebody, maybe a six. Yeah. I mean, Gardner went for a fifth. Charles yeah, Gardner Gardner's good. That, though. Yeah, I yeah. know that. Oh, oh. <laughs> you talking yeah. about a four for Abram? Yeah, that's, that's what why I'm he saying. Like, less, yeah. Oh yeah, he probably he going for a six seven. He should be on that Roby Anderson type shit. <laughs> <laughs> that boy Chauncey like that, bro. Yeah, I know. Oh. We 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 found out. <laughs> <laughs> I uh that's it for episode 89 of the Fly Round Podcast. We appreciate everybody who stopped through, rocked with us this week. We cannot wait to get y'all back again on Wednesday, 6:30 p.m. Central, 7:30 p.m. Eastern next week. The, 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 the Fly Round Pod, the Fly Round Pod, the Fly Round Pod, the Fly Round Pod.